Welcome to the Shared Arts Weekly Highlights Podcast with me, Georgie Corridge-Cole. This week, I'm joined by Charlotte Collins, Astrid Carter, and our special guest, Hannah Stratford-Taylor. Hi. Welcome, Hannah. Thank you. Lovely to be here. Stratford-Taylor, that's how I pronounce it, right? Yes, Stratford-Taylor. We're a bit confused about your quantity of surnames, I think. <laughs> Do you know what? I was Armstrong. Which is rich. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was just Hannah Armstrong, and my middle name was randomly Cameron, so my email address is Hannah Cameron UK, so people think oh. that was my maiden name. And my husband was Stratford-Taylor, but I kept... Armstrong for so long I didn't change my passport for like five years because it was such a mouthful. Stratford yeah. Taylor. Stratford Taylor. <laughs> so I was Hannah Armstrong, but I have changed it. You have. I am. Yeah. There was um, something I was reading in the press or listening to was something just about changing names and whether women should change names. Yeah. And I thought, oh, it's a really interesting topic, isn't it? Because we've done away with so many traditions and we're in this sort of feminist world, yet it's still. I wouldn't change my name. Would you not? Well, it would not? Depend, but I just don't really like James. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're talking to me, Astrid. Hello. It's okay to say that out loud. Like, I quite like my name, yeah, you have so quite I just name. I don't want to change it. Maybe have an amazing surname. What's his surname? Maylie. Maylie. Yeah, yeah. Well, my husband's surname is Jones, Hannah. Okay. And before we got married, I sort of said I would change it, but I didn't change it. My excuse was that I'd started Sherlock's and that it was too late to change my name. I mean, technically, (laughs) the site didn't go live until after we were married, but you know, we won't get hung up on the detail. But I don't have anything in my husband's name. Nothing. Do you not? What no. about when you travel with the children? Yeah, that's the only thing that I would Different worry names. about. But don't you, if you travel with the children on your own, don't you have to have some kind of documentation? Yes. Well, I've heard this, but I don't think it's the case. And you have I was stopped all the time because I was Hannah Armstrong. It was still Why a strapping tailor. They'd be like, do you have a birth certificate? So I had to travel with my marriage certificate and my birth certificate. So that's why I finally changed that's it. That's interesting. That's I haven't done long haul with them. I've done the channel islands. <laughs> you don't need a passport. No, they don't even check it. Actually, no, they checked it. I just came back. I'm from Jersey. Okay. And I came back last night yeah. and they checked it. Anyway, I haven't changed my name. If my husband had a different surname I'm really sorry to sound so shallow sorry all those Joneses listening but no one else has got my name and I quite like it that's why I want to ditch mine Charlotte Collins there are a few Charlotte Collinses around there are there. You, Facebook used to do a thing where they would tell you how many of your name there were uh-huh. but it was 500 plus like it just dropped off uh-huh. because there were just so many oh so really that many well there's something like half a million Joneses in yeah. the UK and I do sometimes someone will say Mrs Jones and like I don't react at all like there's no bit of me that ever thinks that's me how do you come up with your baby names Soleil I had a friend called Soleil it's an amazing name isn't it it's really cool I love the name Soleil winter I've grown to really really love which sounds random yes well no because it's <laughs> you have to <laughs> I had a friend called Soleil in LA and I always loved that name but she spelled it S-O-L-E like Soleil because it was Spanish I think maybe from Soleida or something anyway so I love that and I'd always liked the name winter and my husband loved the name winter and he was and I but there's seasons that, you know like it's a bit of an issue so I wasn't 100% I like it obviously I like it that's a random thing to say but it's really really grown on me in the last few weeks I said to my mum yesterday I said I really do like it now I liked the name but I had an issue I think with the season thing because people yeah. were thinking that oh maybe my name was on Rain or something. Yeah. <laughs> what were your boys' names? I haven't got a boy. No, no. What were oh, they? Had, had, had winter been I didn't a boy. have a boy's name because I did. We did that testing. You know the testing that they do at ten weeks. Yeah, yeah. So I knew it was a girl from early on. So I hadn't thought oh, about boys' test. names. Yeah. Anyway, I love the name game. There's been quite a lot in the press in the last couple of days about breastfeeding and about breastfeeding in public and women being able to breastfeed at work and take time off etc uh, did you breastfeed Soleil um, are you still breastfeeding Winter I know she's 10 months 
I breastfed Soleil for eight months, and then, well, I know, up to ten months. But I, I cried for a week when I stopped breastfeeding Soleil. I just kind of felt like, you, you should stop breastfeeding. So I kind of gave her a bottle of formula, and then she wouldn't breastfeed again. I was absolutely heartbroken. So oh. this time, I'm determined to carry on. Until, we'll what's your, is there a magic number for you, like? Probably two, which sounds insane, but I was thinking till she's two, basically till she pushed me off her. I was watching GMTV, or whatever the, the rain show is afterwards, and Christine Beakley, who was hosting, was interviewing Binky from Made in Chelsea and Tamara Eccleston. Uh, Binky just had a baby and was saying that she feels very self-conscious breastfeeding in public, which you know is a great shame. It's pretty normal breastfeeding, or very normal breastfeeding. And Tamara Eccleston was there as a real kind of spokesperson for breastfeeding because she uh, still breastfeeds her nearly three and a half year old daughter. And I was slightly horrified, if I'm honest. We'd just been on holiday with my family and one of the children, he's three, he's three and a half, nearly three and a half, he's the same age. I mean, he's a full on boy, playing cricket. Okay. You know, he thought, and then tomorrow someone was just saying she breastfeeds Sophia to help her go to sleep at night. Oh wow. I'm also like, you're also having sex with your husband. I, I, I don't know, like, who owns the boobs? <laughs> <laughs> Anyone but the mum, basically. I don't know, I just... It's very unusual. I keep thinking about it, you know, when yeah. you watch something, and you, it's like when you see a film and you, okay. you can't move on from it. I'm slightly like... I think I need to see a three and a half year old. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I just need to get over myself and accept that... I don't know, I think it's got more normal. I seem to see more people breastfeeding for longer on Instagram yeah. and random places. Breastfeeding wasn't really my thing. Okay. But that's not to say I kind of judge other people for breastfeeding. Like, I totally get it. I was really worried that if I breastfed that and then I had to go back to work, that emotionally I'd find it really difficult yeah. having to stop it. And it was just yeah. like another pressure on myself that I didn't want to have to deal with. I was like, it's going to be hard enough going back to work when I've got a tiny baby without worrying that if I'm not there, they're not going to yeah. be feeding. So I was exactly. like, I'm just not going to put that into the mix. It's not to say I'm anti-breastfeeding. No, it's I just... personal, isn't it? Yeah. I actually said this time I said I wasn't going to breastfeed. I was like, oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not putting the pressure on myself. I'm never going to pump again. And there I was, went to sleep through the night, and I'm still pumping at 10 o'clock at night in case my milk dries up. And I just, yeah. I don't know, you get into that mindset. But I think it's, it doesn't matter. It's... I mean, you're quite right. Ultimately, it's each to their own, and mothers must do like in all these things, what feels right for them uh, and their children. So Charlotte, I've got to ask you about your holiday. How was Tel Aviv? Tel Aviv? H- how do you say it? I always go with Tel Aviv. I think it's quite English to say Tel Aviv. I was in Tel Aviv for the weekend, just Thursday to Sunday, quick trip. I always go once or twice a year. This is actually my second time this year. I was there in January. Now, is this because you're Jewish? Is Tel yeah. Aviv a big Jewish holiday? Yeah, it is so funny, the difference. Like to me, it's such a kind of staple holiday destination. Like everyone I know goes, it's Tel Aviv in particular, maybe not the rest of Israel is literally like going to any other European city there's nothing to kind of distinguish it even as Middle Eastern like it's really European well I saw some of Insta stories and I was like that place looks really cool it's like, I want to go but I'm not doing it I, yeah. I mean you're allowed They, I have to say they give you a pretty hard time on entry if you're just walking up and you have no connections are you because, serious? No, yeah but seriously when you say connections what do you mean? so like? the kind of questions that even I'll get asked and I, bear, I live there for a year like I, I have like quite a strong connection to it but I'll still get asked do you speak Hebrew where did you learn it how often do you go to synagogue what synagogue Okay. Um, you know, all, these are the kind of questions that I'll even get, and that's with you know a thousand stamps in my passport. So I mean, their borders are pretty tight. But once you're past that bit, and once you're out of the airport, it's the funnest place. Like honestly, I mean, I've been to lots of fun European cities. To me, it trumps it. The food is unbelievable. The nightlife's amazing. Like. It's really catered to young people because it's such a young country, really. And everybody there is quite young. So that's the majority of their population. And I'm sorry to sound... I hope this is No, no, no. I get these all the time. I'm genuinely fascinated. Yeah. I'm always asking questions about 
we had a nice circus session chat last week. We did. Yeah. We did. <laughs> I, it's fascinating. Do Jewish God, this sounds really awful. I hope I don't get in trouble. Yeah, go on. Do Jewish people go out in the same way that non-Jewish people do? Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Like there are obviously religious people in the same way there are religious whatever Catholics, Muslims, whatever. But for me and the people, you're not I restricted with, by your religion to act not. in a certain absolutely way. Absolutely not. Okay. I mean, you could be if you chose to be, but that's not. And me. how didn't you go with a friend who isn't Jewish or her boyfriend? Yes. Someone in your so, party or Jewish? Right, so they so obviously got in. Exactly. So I have a friend who's been going out with a guy that she met at work for the last year, and he's decided to convert for her because I suppose that's the kind of Jews tend to marry Jews or kind of look, look yes, to marry. Yes, yes, anyway, so he's so he's converting to Judaism for her, and she actually has a place in Tel Aviv. So it, this was kind of like an introductory trip for him I mean he fell absolutely head over heels for it like could not believe it because I think it's so natural for people to have such a kind of idea in their head of what Israel is like and you know it gets a pretty bad rap and it's like my taxi driver was telling me that he was driving some a group of non-Jewish tourists from the airport and that there was some roadworks going on in the road and they were like oh are, they, are those mines are those mines that have blown up in the road he's like no these are roadworks like it feels so normal there but obviously the kind of association is with war and terrorism you know yeah, all these horrible yeah. things so I think for anyone who hasn't experienced it or grown up experiencing it to go there is just like you know it's absolutely Amazing. mind blowing. Yeah. Well, I have to say I thought it looked pretty awesome fun. Well, I've just been to Cornwall for the week, right. but actually we had the best time. We rented a house through Unique Homestays. Have you heard of them? I really recommend them because all the houses are of a really high standard, and we definitely spent more this year on a house than we have in previous years. Oh my God, it just made such a difference, and we took a cook which again sounds very sort of spoiled, well it is spoiled, but actually between three families, it's amazing value. We didn't go out for dinner once because her cooking was so incredible. And I mean, I did not, last year in Norfolk, I was emptying the dishwasher three times a day and I have yeah. quite high standards so I'm the one who ends up doing it because I can't bear to see mess. Yeah. But, you know, cooking children's tea, yeah. um, going to the, I mean, I didn't food shop, empty a dishwasher, oh. lay the table, clear the table, cook anything. I mean, we'd come back and children's tea would be on the table. She'd made, she'd have made a cake. She made amazing, she couldn't believe how much granola we all consumed but she made fresh granola every wow. day. She's like, one day she made this complete mountain. Two days later it was gone. She's like, oh my God, you guys <laughs> inhale granola. But it was just the most brilliant brilliant thing I can't recommend it more highly and she was the nicest girl we got her through Sugarella Cooks who I don't have to plug but I am going to plug because they were amazing and they yeah they supply holiday cooks so if anyone's after that I really recommend it yeah I haven't been to Cornwall for years it's beautiful yeah it's so so beautiful we normally go to North Cornwall so my family have a house Uh, I say a house it's a hut really (laughs) just about got running water and I'm not exaggerating Um, so this was a rental in South Cornwall which actually blows North Cornwall out of the water in terms of its beauty. What about TV? What's anyone been watching? Hannah, are you a TV watcher? I watch a bit of TV. By the time I put the girls to bed, you've cooked dinner. Yeah. Then you've done the dishwasher, the whole thing. It's like 8.30, 9 o'clock, and I like to go to bed about 9.30, which is <laughs> so pathetic. Doesn't need much time so, to so No, but I've just started watching Revenge. That I, I know it's been on for ages, and everyone's already seen it. Shots always. Is it like 10 years old? Yeah, there you go. I'm always behind, Hannah. I'm always trying to catch up with everyone else. No, I'm like that. I'm so, I don't know anything about TV or what's going on. No, Revenge is good, though. It was good. It was good. I love the scenery. You know, it's beautiful. Just because it's set in the South. Yeah. Anything that's set abroad, I watch it. We need to watch Riviera. Yes. Which I haven't watched. I watched the first episode. I wasn't taken with it. Oh, really? I feel like it's a bit cheesy. <laughs> did you? Okay, it's just like little stereotypical. I just started Big Little Lies, which is amazing. Oh, so you I do watch TV? I do watch TV, but I'll watch one thing and then so we record it and then we watch it all together. You know, like one yeah. night. And I did watch that and I thought that was fantastic. Yeah, I'm really, really enjoying good. it. Although Nicole Kidman is not as beautiful as I think her character wants her to be. Which sounds mm. really bad, doesn't it? 
I only watched the first one. They keep saying how beautiful she is, how beautiful she is. I'm like, not for that <laughs> reason. She's got a lot of fillers in her face. <laughs> oh my god, her face. A lot of tattoos. Um, awesome. I know, it's a shame, isn't it? But I'm really enjoying it. My husband started watching it with me and he's like, don't, please don't skip ahead. And I'm like, no, no, I can't wait for you for everything. He gets home so late. I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm off. So I'm now too ahead. <laughs> I've also started watching Girl on the Lake. Oh, every, the new Elizabeth Moss one. There yes. was so much press about it this weekend. Was there? Yes, because the so first I'm actually, one was... I'm actually Nicole, up to date Nicole Kidman's in that as well, yeah. isn't she? I keep getting confused when I think of Nicole Kidman, which one I'm, show. Which star I'm thinking of. Yes, she is. And she's, too, she's incredible. Girl on the Lake, she plays a sort of Jermaine Greer, feminist, mm. sort of lesbian mother. And really she's impressive. brilliant. She's absolutely brilliant. Interesting. Yeah, yeah it's been really tasty. Yeah, the second season. Yeah, because I Googled it and I was like, am I behind? Behind again, and it said 2013, and then I realised this was a new series. Yeah, and I don't think, I don't think so. No, because I've not watched it. It's really good. Yeah. It's quite dark. I, I mean, it's sort of prostitution. Yeah, it's quite dark. Yeah, I did see an excerpt. I think she was on, on Graham Norton or something like that. She was being interviewed, mm. and they showed an excerpt of it, and she looks quite different to who and the Nicole Kidman. Yeah, yeah she's got she sort of grey hair, and they put loads of mole. She's 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 not attractive. Australia, they sort of I made her a bit Maori, almost yeah. sort of moles on her. I'm not sure that's necessarily the part. Maybe it makes her a bit more Jermaine Greer esque. I binged Friends from College last weekend as well, which I loved. Did you, have you watched that yet? No, not yet. It's really good. This is a Netflix so, series okay. that Astrid recommended a week or so ago. It's nothing like what I imagined. It's darker than I thought it would be. It is like they deal with some yeah. dark. It's a group subjects. of it's a group of six or seven friends who are at Harvard together, and now they're forty, all turning forty-ish, and it's kind of about where their lives have got to now. And you know, some are having affairs, and this happens, that happens. But yeah, it's, it's good. Dark, it's really but it's good. kind of like littered with great comedy. Yeah, and and I really want to watch it. I really want to. Let's talk about books for a minute. Is there any note that anyone's been reading lately? Mine's not new, but I started it. It's Patty Smith's M Train. I started it months and months and months ago when it came out, and then I think I must have just put it in a handbag or something and forgot about it. Found it the other day, and I thought, oh, I'll take this, I'll take this with, with me. So good, so it's really good. Yeah, really beautifully written. I don't know if you've read her first one. Mm-hmm. Just kids, that was amazing. They um, also released yesterday the long list for the Man Booker Prize. Oh, was it yesterday or on Friday? Um, um, last week, but we wrote a. Yeah, I think the story went. Is going today? This week. It's anyway, not today. so yeah. yeah, and there's some good ones on that. The Underground Railroad that we were talking about the other day, that's great. I really enjoyed that, which is about slavery and African Americans escaping from slavery. And also Swing Time by Zadie Smith, which was really. Oh. There was a lot of hype about it last yeah. year, but that was really good as well. Yeah. I tell you, um, I was listening to the Hilo the other day, and they had Elizabeth Day yes, on talking about the party, which I now really want to read because she said she was inspired by the talent of Mr. Ripley, which is one of my all-time favourite films. I've got it on my desk. Have you? I'm going to read it next. But do you want to borrow it? After you, yeah. yes, please. Let's talk about what to do when your other half wants a baby. <laughs> we wrote a story on this, and my parents had great friends, and she desperately wanted children, and he didn't, and he was absolutely adamant he didn't want children. And she was, is, the most lovely person ever. And it got to a certain stage in their marriage where she said, you know, I can't be with you because I wanted children so badly and it's eaten me up and I blame you. And anyway, so they sadly got divorced and she's never had children, which is a real tragedy because she would have been an amazing mother. He got remarried to someone younger and she just got pregnant. And he's now the most doting, happy, loving father of three. And she, his ex-wife is now, you know, tragically not being a mother. Not that everyone wants to be, but the majority of women do. And it's, she will never feel fulfilled. 
unfulfilled. And actually, I remember my parents saying to me, I would never normally say this, but his first wife, she should have just got pregnant. Yeah. And <laughs> and I know that's dangerous <laughs> advice, but I think the point I'm making is, I think a lot of men don't feel, they don't get broody. You know, women yeah. get broody towards other people's babies. Men don't. And actually, it's not until they hold their own baby. I remember when I was yeah. pregnant with my first and... Jonesy was like, yeah, I don't really feel like I've... You know, they're never quite as excited as you are um, until they hold it in their arms and then they're like, okay, fuck, this is this is it. This is what it's all about. And I think men don't feel that until they hold their own child in their arms and then they kind of get it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. So in that in that set of circumstances, yeah, I, I wouldn't say just go and get pregnant. Obviously, that's dangerous. It's a dangerous tactic. But I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I agree. When I what met my husband, I mean, he'd had a vasectomy. So I met him and I was 23 and about four months into being with him he had three gorgeous children he said oh I've had a vasectomy and I was like what so we actually broke up because all I'd ever wanted was a child and I thought there's no way I can be with this person so we broke up for five months having been together for how long about four months <laughs> I mean he was laughing he's like you tell me you want a child after four months but I was kind of no but, but why, you know, waste time yeah. in a relationship? why was I going to waste my time yeah I, yeah I was 23 24 but I knew all I've ever wanted was a child and I thought I'm not going to waste my time so he came back about five months later and he said if we're still together and five years time I'll have a vasectomy reversal so I thought okay and then so we got back together but I worried for those entire fa- you know you're thinking if he has it reversed what if it doesn't work what is it that you know what, will I not be able to have a baby so he promised me one <laughs> he said you can have one and I'm doing nothing I'm doing absolutely nothing I've had my three kids <laughs> don't want any more done the nappy I've done it and actually the second I was pregnant he did not miss a scan I had scans like every two weeks and we did IVF and he was absolutely obsessed and he's obsessed with Soleil Aww. so yeah it all worked out and you got so, two and I got two he actually said the other the day he said do you know you spent the best part of 10 years convincing me to have a baby <laughs> it took me five years for Soleil and then another five years because we had embryos in the freezer we still have got embryos in the freezer so Soleil and Winter were made at the same time so then wow. so cool. if they'd have been put in together they'd have been twins which is really really so cool. yeah. isn't it weird yeah, that, that is <laughs> That's yeah. That really is really weird. weird. So yeah, they would make It's sort of amazing, yeah. yeah. Seven years ago, and it's just potluck. You know which one they choose. They pick that one and they put it in. Then you've got like they put two in when I got pregnant with Soleil, and then he would not let me put two in for my subsequent work goes when it was frozen site. So have you got more frozen? You've got five. Seven kids later, you're going to more have a half. He's got like five children. I've got three amazing step. Oh, are you close you. to your stepchildren? Very close to them. We were all out last night. Were you? Yeah, it's Soleil's birthday. Yeah, they're really, they're growing up. They're 26, 24, and oh. 18. They've got you as a stepmom. They must think they've lucked out. <laughs> I don't know about that. I have a very cool stepmom. I was I've been really lucky with my step parents. I think step parents get a bad rap, but they can also be amazing <laughs> and great fun, and they add another dimension, don't they? Yeah, hopefully. I remember <laughs> saying to, I remember saying to my stepmom. So my stepmom was like in her early twenties when she married my dad okay. and so she had no experience with children so I told her that I was allowed a TV in the bathroom and threw a packet of Smarties and my stepmom is like super bright but she moved the TV in the bathroom <laughs> I still remember sitting in the bath really? thinking woo this is fun how old were you? I was I mean I was a baby when my parents were shut up and my okay. I mean I was young I was really okay. really really young I don't remember my dad and my stepmom so okay. yeah I was really young when they met but anyway what about you? Have you got any friends? I have seven, but not quite they. I'm 26, so no okay. one's quite at the baby stage yet. I feel like girls, naturally, the kind of biological clock ticks in and you're like, well, I don't want to leave it too late. Mm. Yeah. So Maybe I'm just not there yet, yeah. 
Um, whereas boys, call them boys men. <laughs> don't, I mean, they don't have that worry hanging over their heads, so they're probably more likely to be like, oh, I'll give it another two years. Yeah. But it's interesting what you said about you had the conversation with your husband after four or five months. Yeah. Because if your views are really misaligned, it's not something you want to bring up on day one. But no. if I think you, because if you had a vasectomy, it kind of came up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, if you hadn't had a vasectomy, I would have thought, oh, it's fine. I'm just yeah, you're so That's yeah. a terrible thing to say, but I would have thought if we're you know, together in five years now, I'll just get pregnant. Yeah. yeah. But you can't do that when someone's had a vasectomy. Yeah. So <laughs> it really, really bothered me. I just yeah. thought it was a deal breaker. There's no point. Yeah, in totally. Yeah, I'm with you. Not wasting my time. At least it's reversible, though. Yeah. It is. It's very painful, apparently, to have a reversal. Oh, really? Yeah. The actual operation is only a five minutes to do it. It's very easy, but to sew it back together. And actually, when they re- reverse it, the, the sperm count only is there for about a year because scar tissue heals back over the... which blocks it all. Oh, so, I mean, it didn't even really work for my husband because he'd had his vasectomy for about ten years, I think, when I met him. So, yeah, we had to do IVF, obviously. I think as well, well, we're on the topic, the main thing that I've kind of noticed these days is how many people are having children now before getting married. Like, I think there's been yeah. such a change. I mean, a decade ago, pretty much everyone I knew got married and then had children. Yeah. Whereas I think now it's just becoming more and more common to have children and then get married. Do you think your friends, your age, your generation, are I view definitely. it differently? I know loads of people that have had babies outside of... Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah I mean weddings are so expensive you've also got mm-hmm. to think about getting on the property ladder yeah. Uh, yeah. everyone's trying to better their careers that kind of thing you know you've got to fit a baby in there too so yeah. you need to prioritise them if, I know yeah. I just think it's yeah. becoming there's not any yeah. well much more common certainly not in any of my friendship groups there's no stigma about it this is the other thing that I've noticed big to a lot of people getting married pregnant yeah I know and I've had okay. this quite a lot with people I know who've got married I say a bit later but you know in their mid 30s I got married when I was 25 but in their mid 30s who find the one but they find them a bit later in life and they get engaged quite quickly but equally that clock is ticking so they yeah. start trying before they get married so I've been to quite a few weddings where they weren't pregnant before they got engaged but the yeah. minute they got engaged they thought let's start trying so I think that's becoming were they visibly pregnant? Uh, some have been yeah I can think of like quite a few of my really good friends yeah. and even like family who have yeah. scandal yeah. walked down the aisle pregnant <laughs> but people are a bit more like my parents would have been like <gasps> 10 years ago but now I just think it's more yeah, definitely. Let's talk about how to look good in photos. This was our top performing feature <laughs> last week. Okay. We interviewed Lorna Lux. She gave us her tips on looking good in photos. And clearly, everyone wants to look good in photos, <laughs> me included. I remember after my brother-in-law's wedding, photos came back and I was like, I'm really not photogenic. And my mother-in-law, who is Austrian and calls a spade a spade, went, oh no, you're not, are you like this? <laughs> my husband was like, oh, mum, that's quite rude. And I was like, don't worry, I can take it, I can take it. Um, what are your tips, Hannah? Do you know what? I'm not photogenic either. I look terrible in photos everyone I see of myself I'm like oh you do oh, not look terrible in photos yeah I have but, but I have sunglasses on in all my photos and especially mm-hmm. now I have a baby and a lot of my photographs are with Soleil obviously and the baby and you've got to get three people to look at the camera <laughs> like to look decent and then if I hate every picture of me it's really quite difficult so I have sunglasses yeah no I'm with you I'm with you I'll go back in the <laughs> shoot from over there go back in go back yeah. and what about and how you stand back. your angles do you think about things like that because your photos are beautiful your Instagram account is well Thank we'll talk you. about that um, <laughs> in a moment but you know I, I think your photos are really Thank incredible you. You must, what are your secrets to getting just, them right you know I don't know I did used to model 
I was a model at Nets Porte, so I guess I did all those kind you? of. Yeah, I was one of the live headless models <laughs> when it first started. <laughs> and what, what did they used to say to you? What, oh, just, you mean, how did you pose? Yeah. There were certain poses that you have to kind of do. Because you've got to show off each item, you know, so the bags. So it depends which item of the outfit you were shooting. But I would say that you're particularly good at showing your outfit. Is that very so that boring? Sense. Yeah. So, you know what? I loved doing Nets Porte. It's really, of all the modelling jobs I did, I actually really, really loved it. I loved the office. It was really fun. Is it not, you're not just on a conveyor belt, right? Next item, next item, next yeah. item. There was like there a rail just... you had to get through around. There was, but there were three of us, and there was three, three different sets. And were you full time at any one point? Yeah, I worked nine till six every day. I worked until I was twenty weeks pregnant with delays, sucking belly. Really? <laughs> yeah. So is that what they do? Because of the quantity of products coming in, they yeah. employ full time models, do they? Oh, they have. I mean, at that time there were three of us. I think there's probably six or seven now. Really? And they're just going Interesting. all day, all day. They just have the sets. And did you model a lot before that? Yeah. Was that your career? Yes, yeah. So I've done lots of different random. I did a lot of showroom and a lot of fittings. Okay. (laughs) Because I'm not photogenic. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, I did a lot of that kind of thing. I really like Nets Porte. I like seeing all the clothes. Yeah, Mm. God, who wouldn't? All the amazing clothes. Yeah. So anyway, so yours is wear sunglasses. Any other tips for looking good in a photo? No. Just shoot from far away. Shoot from far away. <laughs> you supposed to look up or look down? Down, they say, but I don't know. I always wear that. It depends on your face. Shape, yeah. I wouldn't um, do that because my nose would just look ginormous. But. Yeah, that's what happens to me as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's all about the size. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just arguing over yeah. who stands on what side. Oh, I'm always like, oh, can't <laughs> yeah. like, run around to the other side. <laughs> but anyway, and it's all about these filters. I thought Long the Lux, she shared her filter. Isn't that like Oh my god, literally. Like, save that. Exactly. <laughs> I know. Aren't people yeah. really secretive about what they're. Well, I'm trying to be better on Instagram. It's not my thing, which is why I'm. Anyway, sort of slowly. But they might put all these apps on my phone and one of the VS something something and yeah, she was googling on Pinterest what combination I was like this really? is complicated. Yeah. yeah, I need to listen to her. Yeah, um, no, it's on Lorna Lux's interview. These are other tips that Lorna Lux said. Well, she said find natural daylight. That is so true, isn't yeah, it? Absolutely. Twist your body, cross your ankles. Use your tongue. What? Do you ever do that? If no. you often fall foul of a double chin, learning to push your tongue or wear it to the roof of your mouth yeah, I, yeah. could be the answer. By forcing everything upwards, your neck and jawline will look slimmer. Wow. There you go. Forget the filters. You just need to get a tongue in the right place. Um, so who do you follow on Instagram? We all follow you, Hannah. Who do you look to for inspiration? I, do you know what? I'm quite faddy. So I'll have phases where I'm like looking at somebody's Instagram a lot. But I guess when they're on holiday, I love looking at people when they're away. I like to look at Laura, fashion blog blog. Yeah. She's lovely. Lovely Laura. Yes. And Laura, you know, whip blog. Mm. Look at her. Laura Fantacci. Yes. And I love Elena Permanova, the Russian. She's the Russian, Russian supermodel. supermodel. The okay. most three most beautiful yeah. children. And I, of course, love it sheer love. <laughs> the Grace Tales. I like yeah, the people Grace with their babies and their, like, natural kind of bohemian living yeah. on the beach. Yeah. Basically what I'd like to be doing. <laughs> Let's talk about fashion. Yeah. What are your style rules? I wear a lot of dresses because I think dresses are so easy to wear, especially when I travel, I just take dresses. I never do tops and, you know, trousers or skirts. It's easier. So in the summer, it's dress, dress, dress. Or I'll just wear t-shirt and jeans. I keep everything quite, quite simple. And the winter is always jumper, jeans, and a great coat. And do you wear do you wear dresses in the winter? Do you wear tights? I do. I wear thick black tights and a lot of dresses and flat mm. boots, yeah. I like that look. And what are your favourite designers to wear? I love Chloe. I love Chanel. Alexander McQueen. All different ones. It depends. I always like the actual collection that they've done. It depends on what's out that season. Do you follow trends? Or do you just be quite classic? 
I do follow trends, but not massively. So I'll get the odd piece that you can kind of update something with, but I would generally, I don't know, I've got a lot of stuff. My wardrobe is full of clothes that I've had for years, and I just kind of build on it and build on it. When I go away, my clothes, you know, a lot of my dresses are 10 years old. And so you buy things to last. And what about the high street? Do you buy anything on the high street? I do. I don't buy masses. I love the linen t-shirts in Zara, because I think they're very like the Isabel Moran ones. I buy all my cashmere from Marks and Spencers because I just don't see the point. They always get eaten by moths. Every jumper I buy, no matter what I do, I have the sheets between and the lavender. They just get eaten. So I tend to, or maybe J. Crew cashmere jump, but normally M&S. Yeah, so like good £79. Yeah, they are. They're good. They're they great. always have a good range of colours. They do. Don't they? Great they? Colours. Sometimes they get the neck a bit wrong, which upsets me. But um, the men's ones are quite good. Mm. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that is a good. Same I bought Uniqlo. Uniqlo. Yeah. yeah. Do you call it Uniqlo or Uniqlo? Uniqlo. Uniqlo. Well, I don't know what's. Yes, yeah, so I did buy a men's V-neck. I, I'm really fussy about the V. You know, it needs mm. to be thick enough and not that. And it can't be too high. That's yeah. like a round. Yeah. For that reason. That's true. Are you a V or a round neck? Round neck. But I go up in MS, so I buy a size 12 or 14. Yeah. Oh yeah. So they I can't really be And they really short arms as well. Small MS jumpers. Something about the arms they're made for really tiny people. And let's talk about you and your I guess your new career calling life as an influencer and I think we were talking about it saying you know from where we're standing it seems like it's just happened has just for you and I think you know there are people that go out to build this career and that's brilliant and that's interesting in itself how they do that but for you it seems see I don't even know how you came onto my art radar but anyway here we are and here you are with a growing following yeah and how has that happened i don't know i started doing instagram my father died and i wanted something to do so i was kind of occupying myself taking a picture every day of soleil and she was two at the time and then obviously she got three and four and she didn't want to be in photos unless mummy was in the photo with her so then i ended up being in the photos with her it just kind of grew i mean you did your article last year and a lot of people followed me from that I always like taking pictures. So I line the picture up and my husband takes it. <laughs> that seems to yeah. be um, Instagram. Yeah. Yeah. It's now my mother's living with me at the moment, so she's an Instagram mother. Is she? Oh. Did you get her in the photos? Yeah. Bless her. No, she likes doing so I don't know. It just kind of grew. And it's, it's quite good. I've always bought and sold clothes. So I buy. Oh, really? Yeah. So, wait, do you vestiaire or...? Vestiaire, but I mean, I used to, I mean, when I was 20, I used to go to Italy and go to all the um, outlets bring it all back and sell it on eBay because at the time the euro was you know it was worthwhile doing that then I used to buy Chanel jet jackets in America bring them back and sell them to well take them to dress agencies in France and make a profit that way so I've always sorry said, how, how does that work <laughs> I used many many because years of ago, the dollar the exchange rate exactly now it wouldn't work but I used to be able to buy a Chanel jacket I'm going about 10 years for a thousand dollars take it to a dress agency in Saint-Tropez and they'd put it in for I don't know two or three thousand euros and you'd make the profit that way. Even selling it and only getting 50% of that, you'd make money because the dollar, it would cost me 500 pounds, I guess. Yeah. Or a thousand pounds, quite random. I used to do a lot of stuff like that, so I've got a lot of clients that I used to buy so for So you're a bit anyway. of a wheeler dealer. I am. <laughs> That's not what I was expecting him no, to do at all. I've always done stuff like that. Really? I don't dare, I will say it, but I'm scared because Hermes might listen, but I've always bought Hermes bags and then resold them. Or Chanel Espadrilles. But that's what they say you should do, really. That's yeah. the advice but to invest in those But in the UK, stuff. or what, you you buy the shoes, you wear them and then you sell them? I, or... used, I used to just buy them. It's terrible. I used to go in Chanel and just buy it. And in Saint-Tropez also, because we had a house there, so we were always there. And they used to just sell me so many pairs of Espadrilles. You know when they were rare and you couldn't get a pair? And I'd just sell them on eBay. I had, like, clients. <laughs> and you were selling them on eBay for more than you yeah. were? Because you could get them from yeah. the store. you couldn't get them, so I was making money doing that. I've always done little 
<laughs> Fascinating. I love it. Yeah. So I have a few clients. To, so I'm going to try and grow my Instagram or at least, you know, I'm doing a website and do a bit of personal shopping. Are you? Yeah, it's kind of... That's the plan, is it? I think so. And are you, I'm just seeing where, how it evolves. Where it takes you. Yes. Yeah, I think that's... You yeah. just don't know, do you? you I mean, there are so many opportunities now. Yeah. Um, to build your own thing. Exactly. We'll see. I'm doing a website. It'll be more like a shopping guide. Interesting. And life as an influencer, has your life changed? As Have you got to a certain point where you've suddenly woken up and thought, okay, things are different now and I'm being viewed in a different way because I've got this many followers? Maybe. You don't feel as silly putting a picture. I, When I had a thousand followers, I wouldn't have wanted to put an outfit post on because yeah. I'd have felt like why am I doing that or you're embarrassed because of the people that know you you know like your best yeah. friends or yeah. their husbands that follow you think they must be thinking what the hell is she doing why yeah. is she putting a picture of herself wearing a blouse going where it's from <laughs> or whatever but when you have got more of a following at least you don't feel quite so stupid yeah <laughs> which is I totally relate to that I completely yeah. get that yeah do you, you need like X amount of followers to not seem like a dick start tagging yeah. brands totally. I just felt like an idiot yeah. and lovely yeah. then it gets to the point where you're like actually it's fine and I, I've started working with like to know it which is obviously yeah. great and that's yeah so now I'm doing that I I feel like I'm validated yeah. for actually doing that. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Well, we will be watching closely, Hannah. Thank you Thank so you. much for joining us. So that's it. And if you enjoyed that, then do please review and subscribe via iTunes. See you next week.